Hey y'all, this is Ode with a pre-episode warning that this episode gets pretty spicy. So if you normally listen to this with kids, maybe send them out of the room. I don't know, I can't make your parenting decisions for you, but we are pretty explicit in this one, even above and beyond our usual. Okay, so have a good time and I hope you enjoy your Valentine's Day. Dictinus, grant us clear voices, strong sound, and good reads. We accept the love we think we deserve. Welcome to Practical Magic Love, the 219th episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of author Stephen Schabowski from his novel The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Our opening and closing music is credited as Frostwaltz Alternate by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 4.0. You may call me Ode. Mary Meet, my name is Gwyn, Ode's mother. And I'm Jackson, Ode's brother, and also that's a great book. I have not actually read the book. It's very good. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I'll add it to my list. So we have avoided doing an episode on love spells for mm-hmm. a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But we figured, finally, we'll just bite the bullet and do it. <laughs> it's Valentine's week. Yeah, we we I ha- believe Valentine's Day is tomorrow. It's tomorrow, it yeah. So the day that this goes up, it will be Valentine's Day. Um, um, the 15th is Discount Chocolate Day. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And in a lot of cases, Breakups Day. <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> We're going to discuss romantic love, platonic love, self-love, etc. But first, housekeeping. So from the 23rd to the 26th, Gwyn and I will be at Convocation. Yes, Convocation 2023. It's it's approaching quickly. Yes, it's at the Dearborn Doubletree Hotel. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be fabulous. And in fact, if you'd like to see my little homage to the return of Convocation after two long years, you can go to the Patheos Pagan blog, Three Pagans and a Cat, and read my little blurb. And then yep. you can see who all the special guests are. Yes, and uh, having looked at the schedule, it's going to be a good year. And as always, as always happens at Convocation, there are classes I desperately want to go to yep. during classes I have to teach. Absolutely. <laughs> Which Absolutely. means I might have to try to deputize some people That's right. to go to these. We've mentioned before, we're teaching three classes. Mm-hmm. We're teaching our imposter syndrome class, our new gods class, and a new take on our syncretic rituals class. That's right. And then I'm going to be doing a solo session on Green Earth Witchcraft, mm-hmm. which I'm excited about. So if you're going to be in the area, consider joining us. That's right. If you're going to somebody else's class, that's cool. Understandable. We and understand. I will ask you to take notes for me. Exactly. Exactly. We're, we're giving it a 15 minute rule. If nobody comes to our uh-huh. class, we're going to someone there's, else's. There's one slot. There's one time slot on Saturday, <laughs> I think, where there's a class that Cinti and Diana are teaching about um, the animistic spirits of emotions mm. and a class that Jason Mankey is teaching about the, the horned, horned god. god. And I desperately wish that I could go to either of those classes, but instead I have to teach. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, it is the ever-present struggle. Uh-huh. I hope you both have a good time. Thank yes, you. Yes, Jackson has opted out. Yeah. yeah um, he's going to be sending me to, to, to browse the tables for him. I want to go, but also I'm saving money for school. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. All around it would be expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's going to be Balthazar watching. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's going to be me and a cat. I think that's it for housekeeping. 
I think so. Okay, so we are house kept and house swept. We should probably start any episode that's going to be about love magic with ye old ethics question. Ah, yes. Ah, yes, the ethics question. So there are a lot of people who have, let's call them ethical concerns about love magic. Mm -hmm. We've talked before on this podcast about how important consent is in magic. Absolutely. At the same time, love spells sort of definitionally are performed on people you're not already in a close relationship with. I think possibly the biggest thing to keep in mind is this is not Harry Potter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be like striking someone down with extreme infatuation. So one of the things that I see brought up a lot is the concern about like free will. Ooh, are you taking someone's free will away mm-hmm. if you cast a love spell on them? And fucking no, you're not. No. I, I, I used to be in that category. I've written about it in the past. Mm-hmm. And I do think there is, you do need to consider you, what is your intention behind the spell. Right. And I think you have to exercise responsible witchcraft as you do with any kind of spell. And again, that's what I was going to to add. It's no different really, you know, unless you're trying to break someone up. Even if you put that intention behind it, not that I think that's a fantastic one to get, but people get petty. It's, I think it's the difference between, let's say, mind control and mild suggestion. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. If they don't want to do it, they're not going to do it. Exactly. You literally can't just take over someone's free That's will. Right. Because this is, again, not Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, and it's magic not... is much more subtle than you'd think it would be. Yeah. And we've talked before about how magic is very point to point. Mm-hmm. And if you don't give it a very specific set of instructions, it just goes from A to B by the easiest possible path. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think in a lot of cases with love spells, what the easiest possible path ends up being, either it doesn't go anywhere because there's just nothing at B to connect to, or it goes to like brief infatuation Mm -hmm. and then fizzles. Yeah. Yeah. Or if you do something more generalized, it will likely attach to the closest person who thinks Mm -hmm. you're pretty. Consider a while ago, we did a sweetening spell for a housing situation thing. Mm -hmm. And because the situation had already changed and we did not know, it had deteriorated quite a bit and we were not aware. So it redirected itself to the easiest point of entry, Mm -hmm. finding us a new place. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) The spell still did a job just not the job we planned for it mm-hmm. because that path wasn't open. But path because of least resistance. Exactly. But because it was a good and well-constructed spell, even though it couldn't do the thing we asked it to do, mm-hmm. it just found a new thing it could do. Yep. yep. But I think that's an important thing to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Like things will automatically redirect. Yep. And especially if you don't tell them not to. Yeah. Yep. Possibly this might be mean, but none of us are gods. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And we can't directly influence people that way if you think you can. Perhaps it's time to reconsider your priorities. Yeah. Thing I and your ego. To, yeah. The other thing I wanted to add, because I did mention that I had a different kind of a take on love spells mm-hmm. like four years ago. Mm-hmm. The, the thing is, your understanding of magic as you grow and as you change. Right, will change. It'll change. And what you would do now may mm-hmm. not be the kind of spell you would have cast exactly. four or five, so, even 10 or 20 years ago. But I did want to say, I, I kind of view these kinds of love spells not very different from like a money working spell, a job spell. Sky made an interesting point here. Sky said, I think of it kind of as a job or money magic. It's more just like drawing something to you and inviting it in. Like if I do a job spell to be like, this specific job should call me 
this week. It's not like I'm possessing the manager. Exactly, exactly. And something that I personally have come to believe over my time working in a metaphysical store and dealing with a lot of people working love magic and whatnot, giving people advice, is that it's not dissimilar to love readings in tarot. Right. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get that person's perspective. You're going to get how it affects them through you. Mm -hmm. So I, I personally think that love spells work in a similar way. Like, if you're trying to draw someone in, the side effect might be you being more attractive. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have two points here. One point really attaches to what Jackson was just saying. A lot of the times, even if you think you're directing your love spell at another person, Mm -hmm. the actual effect that spell will have is it makes you more confident approaching that person. You feel like you have more of a chance, and that makes you more confident and literally makes you more appealing because people find confidence Mm -hmm. appealing. Exactly. And also... miss 100% of the shots you don't take. (laughs) Yeah, I think some of the misconception is that if you do a love spell, you then don't have to put in the legwork. Right, and that's true for... Every kind of magic. Every kind of spell. Every kind of magic. You're not going to get the job that you've put out the energy Mm -hmm. to receive if you don't put in for interviews. Exactly. Don't put out applications and resumes. The same is, honestly, if you you do a spell, a love spell, in regard to a relationship you have... Mm -hmm. If you're not doing the work to improve whatever the conditions are surrounding the relationship, there's nothing for that spell to work with. Or if you put a love spell out just to draw a partner to you, but then you don't, you know, sign up for an online dating site or you don't go out to bars or you Mm -hmm. don't like make an effort to meet people. Again, spell's got nothing to do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You have to give it something to work with. The other point I had was you sometimes, especially in fiction, see a lot of discussion of love spells that make people obsessed Mm -hmm. it's portrayed as like well the spell poisoned them well and made them bad and i think this is a misunderstanding even if that happened in reality with a real love spell like if you did a love spell on someone you wanted to be your partner and they became your partner and they became really obsessive and controlling that's not because you did a bad love spell that's because that person just fucking sucks. And that's yeah. the kind of you person just, you, you just chose. You just will, picked a bad target. I will also say uh, to that end, sort of, in, in media, love spells are usually used as the learning tool, mm. the mm-hmm. lesson for what not to do. So people's perception of love spells seems kind of skewed, honestly, because people are expecting it to be... Uh, the cautionary the tale. The cautionary yeah. tale, the yeah. consequences of your actions mm-hmm. when you put that kind of thing out. And that's just not how it works. And yeah. I want to backtrack what I just said, because that almost sounds like victim blaming if you pick a bad partner. Sometimes someone will present themselves as being a really awesome human being. They are very attentive during the courtship Mm -hmm. phase and then you don't really get to know their character until you've been in relationship with them for a while. But again, it's not the love spell's fault. It's just that the partner, the target you picked, sucked. Yeah, It's not your fault for not knowing that, but that's what the real problem was. Exactly. So those are sort of the general, the the traditional caveats Mm -hmm. about love magic, I Mm -hmm. guess specifically about romantic love magic. Mm-hmm. Go watch the the OG <laughs> Practical Magic yes. movie that yep. this series is named on for uh, several examples. <laughs> watch like any what not episode, to do. Uh-huh. Any episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah. you'll probably <laughs> encounter. And then just like two or three episodes, yeah, where like Xander gets hit with a love spell and everyone becomes yep. insane uh, about uh-huh. it. But yet there are some really sweet, beautiful examples of spell work mm-hmm. that can uh, draw the right kind of person or draw your also partner. Also in practical magic. Also in practical <laughs> magic, where as a child, uh, Sally uh, mm-hmm. created a spell that had all these attributes of, of someone
one doubt, of course, it was someone who she thought was impossible. Mm-hmm. But all these beautiful, wonderful attributes of the of the partner she would be looking for. Mm-hmm. The in perfect the, man. The perfect man in the future. She basically did a soulmate spell. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's yeah. a beautiful kind of spell to, to create. Yep. Just because it's in a movie and mm-hmm. it came out, you know, he had... One blue eye and one brown eye and all these, you know, <laughs> mystical things. That that's, doesn't. That's mean, just normal ass heterochromia, just, Sally. Yeah. But uh, but the concept, I think, and that particular spell that they that they portrayed mm-hmm. was yeah. actually pretty accurate. Yeah, yeah. I think it's just uh, always take what you see in media with a grain of salt because mm-hmm. one, it's fictionalized, and yeah. uh-huh. two, yeah. generally not made by people who have an in to. Right, it's not usually <laughs> made by a practitioner. No. Not a practitioner. <laughs> so maybe take it with a grain of salt because it's probably not likely to be accurate. Yeah, yes. but practical magic does have good vibes, yes. I would say. It has witchy vibes. My understanding is they had an actual witch they had a on consultant, set to yeah. consult. So now, now that that stuff's out of the way, yes, the technical, the, <laughs> the technical disclaimer uh-huh. yep. about love magic. Let's yeah, talk about love always, magic. Always got to cover. So I guess the, one of the first things to talk about is. Uh, love spells have been around forever. Oh, oh my God, yes. Some of the most ancient forms of magic were love spells. Love spells well, and curses. Uh-huh. And, and I don't <laughs> sometimes think... Sometimes they're intertwined. Sometimes related. <laughs> I don't think people realize how much love magic has just seeped into the overculture. Have you as a child ever carved out an apple peel and put it in mm-hmm. some yeah, water? exactly. <laughs> All those divinatory yeah. practices of who will be the or person... Or picking flower petals. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he loves me. He or, loves me not, yeah. Let's change it to they love me, they love me. Uh-huh. Uh, let's yeah. make this a, a more modern version. <laughs> but but yeah, absolutely all of those traditions that mm-hmm. and games, children's mm-hmm. games under the chin, you can use a dandelion and if you get yellow on your chin, someone's going to be married and all these little romantic superstitions. But there's lots and lots and lots of lore mm-hmm. that includes spells of love and lust and mm-hmm. courtship and I didn't want to spend too much time on ancient love magic just because there's so much of it to cover. But one thing that I did find interesting was researchers have sort of divided up ancient Greek love spells into two categories. Mm. Philia love spells and Eros love spells. So Philia love spells were mostly performed by married women Mm -hmm. and they were mostly to encourage the faithfulness of a husband. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, But in an interesting way. So like in a lot of modern love spells that are to encourage the faithfulness of a husband. They're targeted at the husband. Mm -hmm. Philia spells were mostly not targeted at the husband. They were performed by and on the married woman, like to improve her beauty, to improve her husband's affection for her, to improve the relationship in the house. Described in some of the research as like self-therapy love Mm -hmm. spells. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that kind of, you find me so irresistible that it Uh won't be a problem. (laughs) Exactly. So they encouraged faithfulness like by proxy, I guess. Mm -hmm. So the other category of ancient Greek love spell Mm -hmm. was Eros, Mm -hmm. which was mostly performed by men, of all classes, and by prostitutes. Ah. Because Eros spells were to induce lust, and lust. these were targeted at the target of the, the mm-hmm. spell. I enjoy that, just drawing in a good customer. Uh-huh, yep. exactly. So they were to induce lust and passion, specifically prostitutes who basically lived like men in ancient Greek society in that they were financially free, they yeah. chose where they lived, They yeah, they were more independent. Especially in a society that was not egalitarian. Yeah. I, I think it also is obvious you know, you point out there's gods and goddesses of love mm-hmm. and sex and marriage and all of these things. So, you know, it's always been a part of human 
culture. Mm -hmm. And of course... A significant part of human culture. And of course, depending on your culture, your your spells would be perhaps directed to one of those deities to assist Mm -hmm. you. Especially since a lot of the gods get into trouble over love one way or another. Yes, the Greek gods. Especially the Greek gods. Well, the Greek gods get mostly into trouble over lust. Yes. Lust is a thing. But yes, love and romance and marriage and sex, very common in ancient mythology. Yep. And then the one who tried to do it right, she up and betrays it. Uh-huh. We yeah. talked about we that. Talked. Nut. Did you know that aphrodisiacs were named for Aphrodite? I yes, would assume. Yeah. I didn't know that for sure, but I was like, <laughs> yeah. it seems like uh-huh. a fair bet. That's a, that's a pretty fair <laughs> yeah. bet there. Yeah. So so aphrodisiacs were named for Aphrodite. Um, I did want to talk about them a little bit because it's kind of an interesting subject. So there have been a number of studies as you might expect, Mm. on the effectiveness, scientifically, of various aphrodisiacs. Mm A lot of them have been found to have no effect whatsoever. Placebos. Yeah, placebo effects. But let's face it, you know, sometimes if you need that placebo to get your intention going mm-hmm. in the right direction. Yeah, and this is one thing I wanted to talk about. So, like, chocolate, oysters, strawberries, these kinds of things. Your traditional. These are all placebos. Yes. They don't have any scientific effect on the body, which qualifies as an aphrodisiac effect. But, but they have a cultural connotation. Exactly. And because they have that cultural connotation, you can use them as intention magic. Exactly. So here's the thing. You can trick your brain and your hormones really easily. Mm-hmm. Did you know that if you stand like Superman, your testosterone levels actually rise because you feel more confident in this stance? And that is only because of that's why Superman they, the hero? That's why they call it a power stance and they use it a lot in business. Yeah. Uh-huh. So like, why would people not believe that you cannot do the exact same thing by presenting someone with some chocolate covered strawberries mm-hmm. and be like, sex tonight? Uh-huh. <laughs> so we know the placebo effect is real. It has genuine physical effect. Um, and it also has magical spiritual effects because yep. culturally we associate these things. Absolutely. But for the record, there are a few aphrodisiacs that, that, that actually... have that have suggestive results in the okay. literature. Okay. No, like, no definitive statements can be made, but mm-hmm. studies have been done, especially animal studies, which have had suggestive results. <laughs> and those... <laughs> Interesting. And those are specifically, I mean, there's a range of them, but uh, the ones people are most likely to be familiar with are nutmeg, red ginseng, and damiana. Oh, yes, damiana yep. is a favorite. Mm-hmm. All three of those popular aphrodisiacs have been studied for mm-hmm. aphrodisiac quality. There have been suggestions that they might, in fact, have some kind of aphrodisiac physical effect. Yeah, it's some probably kind of something. It's mm-hmm. probably some property that affects the hormone levels in some way. Um, is some of them. So they all actually act on different biochemical processes. Interesting. Yeah. So like there are some, not one of these three, but there are some cultural aphrodisiacs that increase testosterone. Mm-hmm. There are some that affect certain neurotransmitters. They they think like ginseng actually produces a specific neurotransmitter to mitigate its its own effect on the nervous system because mm. it like elevates heart rate and so it also produces oh, this yeah. okay. chemical response which had as a basically a uh, an accidental byproduct increases arousal like yeah. isn't that funny yeah well, nature is amazing so i just wanted to throw that out there that if you're thinking about some aphrodisiacs in your Valentine's Day shenanigans and you want them to have potentially science-backed physical effects, then maybe get some nutmeg and some ginseng in there. That's right.
Join our Tiger Crystal at Apothecary Teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas that delight all the senses, with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green. This week, I suggest Juliette, a rooibos tea with flavors of coffee, rose, and caramel. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas, LLC. So, in light of the fact that we were going to be talking about love spells, yes, and my son Jackson, who is going to join us, works at Elements. Yeah, I work at a at a metaf- metaphysical store in town. And guess what I've been doing for the past nine days? <laughs> <laughs> He's been making bags that have all kinds of cool love spell stuff uh-huh. and so i bought one we so. told him we were doing this episode and he was like cool i don't have to do anything i'm already <laughs> <laughs> already prepared so we've got a bunch of items that came from the bag i guess the basics we've got some cherry bomb incense which is just one it's a nice scent mm-hmm. and two thematic right red fruit often associated with the the vibe of a love spell yeah a stone in each bag some of them have rose quartz some have little hearts mm-hmm. you know just depending on what we have around there's rose water not culinary grade rose water this is cosmetics grade rose water it's mm. my favorite kind <laughs> But so rose water is really good in love spells the same way rose petals are. You can also add it to a ritual bath, mm-hmm. uh, that kind of thing. If you get culinary grade, you can add it to teas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Although I would like to make a sort of a general health note, I guess. Mm-hmm. A lot of love spells will tell you to like put something in the drink of your partner mm-hmm. don't do that no you no. never know when someone it has, has an allergy, an allergy mm-hmm. you're not aware of and people can be allergic to the weirdest shit on earth mm-hmm. so never put something in someone's drink or in their food without, without at least without their consent yeah without their consent and their full knowledge yeah because i genuinely knew a person who got hives when they ate things that were too cold mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> like you just you just can't know so never assume that you know everyone's dietary requirements yeah Especially if you're adding something that they didn't anticipate to be in it. Exactly. Like I've often, and it can be very small amounts. <laughs> like I've often talked about my sweetening spell that I put into my lavender lemonade. Mm-hmm. But I always make sure that people know that there are both lemons and lavender in mm-hmm. the lavender lemonade. Yeah. And if they can't have it, then I don't serve it to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like we've talked about like love spells are one of those areas where you may not necessarily be able to get consent ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Just on the general premise of like if you're targeting this out to just people in the world you can't have them consent but if to, you have, to being under the influence of your spell you have consumables uh-huh at the very least let them know oh i added some rose to this uh-huh. mm-hmm. absolutely do not put things in people's food without their consent and knowledge. secret ingredients are some bullshit yeah. because mm-hmm. allergies are everywhere hibiscus in here there are rose petal beach i'm honestly uh, I'm not entirely sure of their function, but they're real neat. You could make them into some kind of a necklace. You could put them into a spell bag. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of different things you could do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the there's a little poppet. Mm-hmm. A, uh, a, a love oil that's for like enhancing the vibe, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> enhancing the vibe. Uh-huh. I mean, you know, it's a sexy time oil. What are you going to do? Don't, Don't use it as you lube. It's yeah. like a perfume oil. Yeah, no, Be careful. no genital application. Think of it as pheromones. There we go. Yeah. Not lubrication. Uh-huh. Yeah, to never, get technical. Never use uh-huh. anything that's lube that's not like labeled as. As lube, yeah. <laughs> Please. Um, <laughs> We care about your health. And then uh, we put together a, a love incense that has nutmeg and Damiana mm-hmm. and wild cherry and all a these whole, things. A whole bunch of those. Oh, aphrodisiacs. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm, I also put together love jars of varying types and sorts. Like some of them are for passion. Some of them are for, one of them is just straight up for stamina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, when I was buying, when I was buying my, my uh, love spell bag, uh-huh. he was like, um, let me check. Let me check. No, this one's not for you. <laughs> Here, mom, this is the one. Oh yeah. No, the, the amount of like cinnamon and coffee beans and like. <laughs> <laughs> that is in that particular. Someone's got to buy that and have a fun night. Oh boy! <laughs> so I was like, good to know. And the one that I ended up buying is perfect for me because mm. it can be used for self love. Mm-hmm. So. Oh boy, yeah. Sky says, also don't stick crystals anywhere. No. Why did oh, I God. see a rose quartz no, no, toy no, no, labeled no, no. Valentine's buys at my local shop? No. So no toys. Made of stone. No. I don't trust anyone. Well, and here's the thing. Quartzes especially are porous. Uh-huh. And that's not going to be a fun time for yeah, anybody. Forget, <laughs> forget Goop. Forget what Gwyneth Paltrow yeah. and all of her ilk say. Do not stick quartz or any other kind or of stone, stone up your hoo-ha. Many of if them are soluble. If you feel the intense urge... Stick a condom on that fucker first, but just don't. <laughs> just uh, know preferably. That you're gonna make, know that you're going to make an awkward trip to the ER. Mm-hmm. Preferably just don't. <laughs> just don't. Keep the keep, vagina free. People make it bad. And the anus. And all the anus. The, everything. All orifices. What? what? Oh, I was just saying, uh, I had forgot that I put uh, black dragon pearls in here, which are like Ooh. highly caffeinated. Ooh. So, but this one is literally geared more towards like movie marathon night. Ah. That's okay. I love a movie marathon. <laughs> So that's a good, actually, sort of a lead-in. Gwen, do you want to talk about self-love magic? Yes. Yes, I will. Because this is um, a Valentine's Day that I have not really been looking forward to as a, mm-hmm. as a divorced person. Recently. Uh, recently. And someone who is out of a very long-term relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, all the hearts and the love. And, and that has had me a little bit depressed. Uh-huh. The vibe is bad. The vibe is bad. But I, I realized, you know, I can, this is an, a great time to focus on self-care mm-hmm. to, and self-love and remembering and reminding myself that I have to direct that energy toward myself at this mm-hmm. time, not worry about directing it at another individual or trying to draw another individual into my right. life at this time while I'm still processing and reclaiming my mm-hmm. my sovereignty mm-hmm. and all of those things that I'm doing as someone who is out of a very long-term relationship. So one of the things, that's why I love this this bag because um, the one the little stone that I got is a cute little heart, mm-hmm. little, little amethyst, amethyst heart that uh, can remind me that, you know, I, I hold the, my own heart, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it is protected, but it doesn't have to be held so tightly that it can't be given to others in friendship mm-hmm. and in care, but also the rose water. You know, I love to use, I use rose water all the time. Mm-hmm. I love rose water in glamour spells, in self-care spells. And I love to put culinary grade rose water in my drinks. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. And I'll say if you're looking for culinary grade rose water, you'll probably have an ethnic grocers in your uh-huh. area that will mm-hmm. carry it. They will. And I also think for those who are maybe not in a relationship or not looking for a relationship mm-hmm. or need to work on or are ace healing, or a romantic ace or a romantic or need to work on healing their inner child mm-hmm. you know bringing some self-love to to yourself mm-hmm. you know some some love into your life that isn't based in someone else's opinion I refer again to our opening quote of yeah. we accept the love we think we deserve so yeah. work on believing yeah. you, deserve you deserve good love good love <laughs> but 
I'll also say as an ace person, like usually Valentine's Day to me is like mm, chocolate day. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe I'll get a flower. It's also, I've been doing a lot of research on love stuff this week mm-hmm. because Valentine's Day and I work at a store. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and it's also, again, the cultural connotation behind it. It's a good day mm-hmm. to do any sort of love related magic, mm-hmm. including like stabilizing friendships mm-hmm. and like trying to draw in new people in your life, yeah. even if platonic it's not romantically. Love. Platonic mm-hmm. love. Platonic love is just as valid of a of a Valentine's Day event mm-hmm. <laughs> than romantic love. That's right. I, I think one really good thing to do if you're focusing like me on, um, mm-hmm. you know, healing, self-love, reminding yourself that you are lovable, mm-hmm. just sitting with a candle, a pink candle, if you like, you know, in honor of, of love and with the rose water and just envisioning yourself being surrounded by love and not just your own, but like the love of your children. If you have Mm -hmm. children or your family, if you have, or your friends, if you have found family or your community and draw strength from that. Mm -hmm. It's also, if you get to the point, maybe send it out to someone else that, you know, maybe need a little, use a little boost, a little Mm -hmm. boost of love on a holiday that is sometimes Troubling. Sometimes a little blind to to people who are Mm -hmm. uh, experiencing grief or loss. Or just sick of hearing about it. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's one of the best days to stay in and focus on your favorite hobby. Mm -hmm. Because all of the overly expressive couples in your life are going to be out of the house. That's true. (laughs) That's a good point. Great point. All those cutesies. Yep. Maybe at a dinner or whatever. Uh Or celebrate, like, if, like, I have a really great team of of people that I work with. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, celebrate the the people that you like at work. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. if you have a great workspace and you want to continue that positive energy, bring some positive energy and uh, surprise someone with a a little Valentine tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I will also say it's it's just nice to get a Valentine. It's nice to get a Valentine. It's also not a bad time to engage in some self love. Yep. You know, just some masturbate. Have some a good self-love. time. That's right. Some self-love. <laughs> Without a stone. Yes. No stones. No, yeah. stones. no stones involved. Put one on the bedside table and call it a day. That's right. Get one of those uh, thematic vibrators. I don't know. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> just vibe. That's right. Just vibe. Just literally vibe. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> There's my little portion mm-hmm. of, of you don't have, you can still celebrate the day yeah. and enjoy the day. In a non-romantic style. In a non-romantic style. style. Mm-hmm. And in a healing way, yeah. if you need it. Let's see. I wanted to mention, obviously, as the Norse pagan on the podcast, gotta mention Freya and Freyr. They are both associated with two different styles of self-love and with romance and sex. So Freya is the lady of vibe, mm-hmm. literally vibe. She's the lady of literally vibe and of <laughs> wear gold and drink wine and eat the fanciest goddamn chocolates on earth. Buy them yourself if no one will buy them for you. They don't deserve you anyway. Bitch, get some. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Freya's also the lady of find you a hot stud tonight. If you're looking for a one night thing, there are going to be plenty of uh-huh. people out on the town. Yeah. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, her brother Freyr is the lord of self-love that is just a nice bath and a cup of hot cocoa. And some candles. And some candles and a, just more of a chill vibe. And you just relax. 
and you have a nice day and maybe there's a vibe involved but it doesn't have to be the center of the experience. <laughs> See, Frere, Frere and I, we're vibing here, um, you know, a vibe with Frere. He's also the lord of falling in love extremely hard at first sight and pining <laughs> that, pathetically. That makes so much sense with everything else. No, thank uh-huh. you, I don't vibe and then, and then... And then he is the lord of when finally his terrible servant convinces the woman he just fell madly in love with to come marry him. He upends his entire life to make sure she's happy until the literal end of time. <laughs> a service stop if ever there was one. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. I would, I'm not sure Frere is even a top. <laughs> Two different vibes. Mm-hmm. Twins. Just reach out to whichever one is more appropriate for you on this particular day. That's right. And of course there's Aphrodite, mm-hmm. who is all about the love of all kinds. All kinds. All, all kinds, kinds of love. I, I think a lot of people think of her as sexual and love and lust which yeah which is, is part of her deal that is yeah, part for of her sure. deal but um i think there it's also beauty and you know that whole vibe of, mm-hmm. of feeling good about yourself. feeling good about yourself aphrodite is sensual I yes think. Mm-hmm. sensual love and sensual doesn't does to not love, have, to be, have to be sensuality mm-hmm. yes yeah, sensuality and sensuality does not necessarily have to mean sexuality yes mm-hmm. i think that there's, there's a key you distinction. can experience sensuality at a museum admiring a beautiful painting. You can experience sensuality while watching a Middle Eastern dancer, Mm -hmm. but it doesn't have to be interpreted in a Western sexualized way. Sensuality is literally just a pleasant, sensual experience. An experience of your senses that is good. And (laughs) dancing, music, any of those things are gonna align with that idea. Any other gods who are a big deal on today, do we think? Eros. Uh, Eros. Eros, obviously uh, Cupid. Cupid. I don't know enough about Egyptian deities to call uh, one out. Although Isis is Isis. probably, because she's got that, that extremely devoted marriage to her mm-hmm. husband if and you... crafted him a special dildo after she lost his penis when he died. Yeah. <laughs> kind yeah. of, theoretically, maybe Dionysus if you're looking into, like, the ecstasy side of things. Oh, hey. yeah. There's yeah. definitely, <laughs> there's definitely there. room for that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, so Isis made a dildo for Osiris after he died and she resurrected him because she lost his penis in the river. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she did. Yes, she I, did. So that is something that I had heard yeah. and forgot about. And yeah. I'm suddenly reminded and I'm very happy. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so yeah, that's a way in which you could definitely bring uh, Isis or Osiris into your Valentine's <sighs> Day experience. <laughs> and then... Um, I just have, we talked about the Practical Witches spell deck on our little review for Mm -hmm. our patrons. Yes. This is another option for finding different ways to celebrate love. And one of the things that this card suggested was creating a temple of love as a ritual. And what you would do is create a sacred space with objects that signify love to you, whether it's red candles or or pink or white, Venus or Adonis. Adonis is another deity Mm. who's uh, connected with love. Anoint your your candles with some kind of love oil, like neroli or gardenia, things of that nature. And then anoint the place as your your temple of love mm-hmm. whether whatever kind of love that is what that means to you make you it know, the space where you pursue the, love yeah make it the space where That's you an pursue interesting love. Idea. um something that i wanted to mention by the by if you're doing like love magic especially if you're burning a candle or burning incense 
for that geared towards another person. Just because something is the general thing you use yeah. doesn't mean it has to be. I would personally go for their favorite color, mm-hmm. smells they like. If they hate rose and you burn rose mm-hmm. because that's traditional, yeah, it's not, not going to do much. No, that's <laughs> true. If they like something musky, go for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. frankincense or, or whatever they like. Or whatever, yeah, they whatever they like. Yeah. And if you're going for something like wicked low-key to do for yourself, just mm-hmm. like... Make a coffee or a hot chocolate and stir it with some cinnamon and just be like, good vibes today. Yes. Good vibes today. Ooh, literally just stir it with a cinnamon stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think the most important thing to remember when you're doing love spells is just be true to your intention and to yourself and to maybe to whoever it is you're directing that right. love spell to. To your partner. Make sure you know enough about them mm-hmm. so that whatever it is that you are trying to create, intend, mm-hmm. draw into, that it'll actually, you'll get the response that yeah. you desire. And it's probably not going to be super effective if you do it on your like two week anniversary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> two week anniversary. That God. happened in high school. <laughs> uh, high school love, man. <laughs> uh-huh. The other thing I will mention is that if you do a love spell to pursue someone and it doesn't work out because they're just not that into you, don't be that person right. who the makes uh, your resentment over the fact that you've been, quote, friend-zoned your whole personality. Oh, mm-hmm. I would also say relationships are like puppies. Don't start them on holidays. Good. That's a good the, point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Especially on a holiday where emotions are high. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Especially because then if you break up, you're, you've ruined Valentine's Day for this person for this forever. Person. And for <laughs> yourself. And yeah. for yourself. Because really, you know, Valentine's Day, yes, it's commercialized. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, it's red hearts and, and But it's everything. culturally I mean, significant, it's culturally, at least in America. Yeah, it's culturally significant in America. It's adorable for children mm-hmm. and it can be beautiful and lovely. It can make it something special for you mm-hmm. and however you define it or ignore it if that's, if that's yeah. what you need to do. Yep. Or, like, I, as an ace person, tend to forget about Valentine's Day. I forget about all holidays. And then uh, it'll be, like, the 16th, and I'll be like, why is all this chocolate on sale? Oh, right. Fortunately, my (laughs) girlfriend also forgets about holidays, so we discover this together usually. Perfect. (laughs) That works well. Mm -hmm. So I have brought in The Witch's Book of Spellcraft by Jason Mankey, Matt Cavalli, Amanda Lynn, and Ari Mankey, because they've got a couple of love spells in here that I wanted to mention. So they call out cinnamon specifically as a powerful sexual oil. Mm -hmm. Before making love to a partner, the two of you can anoint each other on the forehead with diluted cinnamon oil. Yes, my God, do please make uh sure you dilute it. And then wash your hands. And then wash your hands. Before touching each other. Yeah, it smells great. It's very powerful. (laughs) But if it's not diluted, you will be sad. Uh Um, So (laughs) that's for certain good for cinnamon. You could also do it with cayenne. Those are what are traditionally considered hot Hot oils. oils. Any any hot oils, uh, like a peppermint. Yeah, you want to put that in a carrier. Would be one. You want to put it in a carrier, and two, it would be good for the same deal. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if you like hate the smell of cinnamon just so much, yeah, there are other other options. options. But all of them wash hands first. So much. Wash your hands so much with soap. And with oil, you don't want to mace somebody. Some, you uh-huh. know, lotion, something yeah, to, something. Just, you know. Yeah, to, to create a barrier, a barrier. on your skin. Mm-hmm. Because it's hard to get oils off your skin. Yep. It just is. But that doesn't mean don't use the oil to anoint right. you because you can. But just you know what you could well do? Diluted. You know what you could do is you could anoint it not with your fingers, but with like a little bit of paper towel. Oh, yeah. Pop, pop. Mm-hmm. Or a little cotton ball. Mm-hmm. There's also a spell here to increase your sense of self-love and self-worth. I love it. Which I liked. Um, I'm not going to read the whole thing because you should buy this book. Absolutely, but it's on, you should buy this book. It's on page 170. 
and I'll just go over sort of an overview of it. It includes a piece of snowflake obsidian, a piece of rose quartz, a piece of carnelian, a tall mirror, a small shovel, and a shower or bath. <laughs> so if that piques your interest, <laughs> yes, go read the Witch's Book of Spellcraft. Uh huh. It involves a lot of um, speaking all your bad, negative self-talk into the snowflake obsidian, and then. Mm. Burying the sucker. Yeah. If you want to do the traditional, who am I going to find this <laughs> yeah. year? You get yourself an apple and do a, you know, peel yeah, do it. one of those classics. Do one of the classics. You know, make a long apple peel and drop it in some water and see what kind of initial comes out. Mm-hmm. Or do a tarot reading. Tarot readings can be tricky with with a love reading. That's I true. Can, if you I don't t- already sort of have, <laughs> have an idea. a sense of who it is. So I do a lot of love readings for people and usually what ends up coming out is like, Continue working on yourself and something will arrive. If you want more like a tall, dark stranger on the second Saturday of uh, next month, Lenormand. You, you want Lenormand. Yeah, Lenormand. <laughs> Lenormand. <laughs> yeah, Lenormand is better at those kinds of that's true. Specific details. Or pendulum. You yeah, can, although then you gotta get real specific about how you frame your questions. You gotta get real You gotta play 20 questions with it. Sometimes you gotta play 50 questions with it. But yeah, definitely Lenormand for the for the tall, dark stranger next Saturday. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. When it rains. <laughs> <laughs> and a dog crosses your path. Uh-huh. We'll be wearing a carnation. <laughs> Basically, misconnection, but beforehand. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Pre-misconnection. <laughs> there is also Amanda's Tea Light Love Candle spell on page Ooh. 100 of the Witch's Book of Spellcraft. Nice. For this spell, you will need the wax of one white tea light candle, which has been chopped into small pieces. This is one of those reasons that it can be useful to keep excess wax and things lying around because mm-hmm. you can sometimes use them as spell components. I know a lot of people have sort of mixed opinions about that, but I have a bag full of wax from a Reiki candle that was given to me by a Reiki practitioner I trust a long time ago. And every now and again, I just pull that out and get Reiki energy all up in my business because mm-hmm. it's in the candle. <laughs> oh, I use uh, leftover wax from candles that I've already burned. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you use the wax of the the white tea light candle chopped up into small pieces, a small glass measuring cup, a small pot of water heated to simmering, five drops of liquid red food coloring, one small garnet chip, a few drops of rose essential oil, a toothpick, dried rose petals ground into powder, and biodegradable glitter for sprinkling on top of the candle. Nice. And you're going to use all of this to make yourself a unique to you tea light love spell candle. I love it. I love it. And then I'm just for a a quick glamour spell or not even a glamour spell, a self-love spell using rose water and maybe some rose petals in front of your mirror after you've taken a cleansing shower. Mm -hmm. um, Take that rose water and I like to, you know, you can use a cotton ball obviously, but you can also just dab it on your hands and just anoint your whole face with that. But as you're doing that, See yourself as in your mind's eye or in the mirror Mm -hmm. as you envision yourself with beauty, with radiance, see a glow, find the beauty within Mm -hmm. that you want to show in the world. This can be challenging Mm -hmm. or impossible if you experience some kinds of dysphoria. That's true. Or if you have like something like an eating disorder. Mm -hmm. So exercise, reasonable caution Mm -hmm. if you're going to attempt something like this, I would say. But yes, for for someone who doesn't have one of those struggles, this could be Mm -hmm. very useful. Or it can be how you want to project yourself to the world. I I think there is actually some overlap here with glamour magic. A type of glamour spell Mm -hmm. is just changing the type of glamour you're putting on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, and it also involves some like 
internal work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, it does. It's a glamour with extra steps. <laughs> it's a glamour with, and if you're not ready for it, right, then just anoint yourself and tell yourself that you are beautiful and you are loved by yourself, if no one else. So something that I do to improve my own mood, because I have always found positive self-talk unbearably awkward. <laughs> so I'll either really ham it up and be like, hey, there, sexy. To myself. <laughs> uh, and just, I love it. And just really like like a bad pickup artist. Just come on, man. Let's have a good time. Let's have just fun. With, just without the nagging. Uh-huh. Or, so there's a, a particular artist that I like. Lean into the awkward, says Yeah, Kipa. exactly. There's a particular artist that I like that has, like, he leaves little uh, affirmational sticky notes on trains, and it's always this really grumpy-ass cat being like, punch the day in the face. Mm-hmm, and I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'll take that energy with me today. <laughs> yep. uh, I saw a description earlier, and this reminds me of your, like, just lean in and ham it up. <laughs> yeah. um, I saw a description of camp as doing the thing as if you're doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So like the, the example that they used was if you're diving into a swimming pool, don't just dive into a swimming pool. Throw your <laughs> arms up above your head in the most dramatic pose you can envision and dive into yeah. that swimming it's pool. It's like the squirrel. Like do the thing as if you're doing the thing. It's like the squirrel meme. Where have you ever seen that squirrel meme? Where mm. this there's, there's this, so many squirrel memes. There's this red squirrel with its little paws up into the air, its little tail sticking out, and it's like I am fabulous. <laughs> yeah. So bring some camp energy maybe to to your self affirmations. Do it ironically until you're doing it post ironically. Uh huh. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> Sky says get your group chat fired up. Honestly, oh, if yeah. you ever have yeah. doubts, just find a group of drunk girls. That's yeah. Right. If you tell a group, yeah. generally speaking, if you tell a group of drunk girls at any bar that you feel bad about yourself, you will get a thousand compliments yep. in the space of about five minutes. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll be wooed. Uh-huh, yes. And they'll be like, I would totally date you if I was gay. <laughs> I have a lesbian friend. Do you want her number? Drunk girls are just like this. I speak from experience working at a bar. They're just like this. All right. It's the offshoot of the woo girl. Uh Mm -hmm. There's one more love spell I wanted to highlight from the Witch's Book of Spellcraft. Mm -hmm. It is a drawing for love spell. Mm. And it actually reminds me a lot of the spell that Sally does in Practical Magic. So you start by, this is on page 48, by the way, of the Mm. Witch's Book of Spellcraft. So you start by drawing a large heart on a piece of paper. And as you draw that heart, you visualize love coming your way on your terms. And you write down inside the heart the things you you want the this potential lover to possess oh i like that if you want to get fancy you could do it as a pie chart Uh uh-huh and so you say and you you can include phrases like i seek a stable partner free of drama i seek a partner whose hand will always be there for me you know that kind Mm. of a thing i really want to see someone do this with a heart that's filled in with like the largest chunk based on what qualities you want the most right like i want 13 (laughs) percent stability 78 percent good sex (laughs) Gotta make sure you include that. 4% knows how to cook. I think that's 6%. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, speaking of that, by the by, uh, we've been talking a lot about the the sort of sexy times of Mm -hmm. Valentine's Day. And, like, go into it being like, hell yeah, sex tonight would be great if that's your thing. But, like, don't get disappointed if things go a different way. Mm -hmm. Like... Yeah, because you want to have the enthusiasm for it if it happens, but you don't want to be pushy. And you don't want to be bummed. And you don't want to be disappointed. You can always go home and masturbate. Exactly. And if you don't want any of that, Mm -hmm. 
Put on a good movie. Mm-hmm. Light some candles. Drink your favorite beverage. Oh, like an audiobook. Like mm-hmm. a good, a, a audiobook. good audiobook. Play if that you, video game you've been yeah. playing. If you like, you know, get, put your comfiest clothes on or your PJs or whatever. Fun, if you have a, a something cuddly, like a cat uh-huh. or a stuffed, or a stuffed animal. animal. I got some stuffed animals that just are. Just do something for yourself. Choice. Where you're just able to relax mm-hmm. and enjoy mm-hmm. the evening. However, that looks to you. And honestly, no shame, no guilt if that ends up being you sitting under a desk eating chocolate and drinking wine. That's, that's right. Fine. Some, sometimes, that's sometimes it'd be like that. <laughs> sometimes it'd be like that and you just got to get through the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it'd be like that and it's okay. Mm-hmm. If that's how you got to get through Valentine's Day, you'll power through. It'll be February 15th before you know it. That's right. <laughs> then just go buy up all the chocolate, throw it in your cupboard and forget about it. Yep. <laughs> Which is what usually happens to me. <laughs> and then you'll find it like a month later being uh-huh. like, oh, chocolate. Ooh. <laughs> That's right. Surprise chocolate. That's right. All right. Well, I think we've covered about as much as we're going to cover. Yeah. I mean, there is, uh, uh, Githa mentioned, other... you know, sex magic. Uh, but yeah, yeah, that is sort of a, a separate category, which would need its own uh, episode, which we, we might have done a sex magic episode. Maybe. I don't remember. It might have been. I'd have to check. Uh, a gift to your future self. So yeah. 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 Exactly. <laughs> or buy yourself dinner. You know, Ooh, if you don't feel like it. cooking, to, you know, order something mm-hmm. nice order, for yourself. Order yourself a nice dinner. Get some wine. Mm-hmm. If you're into wine. What's that? Uh, get that barefoot. Oh, Jackson yeah. introduced us to this barefoot wine, which so, is a sparkling rosé. It's a sparkling rosé mm. that's like in, it's vaguely pink like most rosés are. Uh-huh, and, it's and you can find it in basically every cheap. store. It's yeah. like cheap, cheap. It's like nine dollars a bottle. It's, it's really it's good. But it's very good. It's barefoot sellers and it's very yeah. good. Mm-hmm. If you get that, if you got that in your store, go pick some up. <laughs> and I'll, I will also say, if you want, we're not to, sponsored. <laughs> if you want to not get good food, but get your guilty pleasure food, yeah, uh-huh. so yeah. Do that. like yeah. do something nice for yourself. Yeah. yeah, whatever nice for yourself means. Get the the dessert you like best. Yeah. Whatever it, whatever that means. Do something nice for yourself. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be about other people if you don't want it to. Be. And it exactly. doesn't have to be performative. Nope. Yeah. It's just for you. It's just for you. Buy yourself that video game you've been keeping your eyes on. Mm-hmm. Dead Space. Sorry. The remake. <laughs> the remake. I, I want it so bad. I'm going to probably go browse Steam to see if they have any survival crafting games I don't already own. I'm obsessed with that genre. Uh, but yeah, so literally just whatever makes you happy, fuck it, do it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, that is going to do it for this episode, I think. I think so. Uh, you can find us on Google at... The number three, and the words pagans and a cat, or the number three and the letters P A A C. We have a website at the number three pagans and a cat.com where you can find links to all the other stuff we have. Oh, and uh, by the way, Rhiannon said it's a little late, but. Oh, Rhiannon says it's, it'll be a little late by the time the episode drops, but can we take this moment as the pride to ask Three Pack to be our Valentines? Aww. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we accept. We yes. accept. We will be your Valentines. And there's the cat. <laughs> the cat also wants to be our Valentine. That's right. Go ahead and let him in. Uh-huh. Be, all right. Be Valentine. <laughs> Join us for the last for moments. the last few moments. <laughs> you said all the things, right? Gwen has a Patheos Pagan blog that she mentioned earlier today. And that's about it. And yep. we will see you at Convocation, hopefully. I think we might have one more episode between now and then. And then we will do a Convocation Roundup episode when we get back. All right. Goodbye. That's right. Goodbye. Bye. 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 Have a good night.